Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Duke podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Williams, and here's your co-host, Steve Wiseman. How are you Sheldon, doing, Steve? I'm doing well, man. It's good to see you again. It's, uh, it's time to start talking about real games for Duke, right? Uh, gonna... <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, it's, it's been close. Um, we had a little bit of a teaser, you know, about a week or so ago with the, you know, um, the closed practice, closed scrimmage. Right. But, you know, you know having... NBA basketball come back and then have like little teasers with uh, that and exhibition games from different colleges, but basketball is almost back. So we're ready for that. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, again, I'm Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh news and observer Durham Herald son. I'm the, the Duke beat writer for the paper, been on the beat for about 10 or 11 years. Uh, Sheldon doesn't need an introduction. You know, his, his history of Duke basketball is fantastic. And uh, so um, what, what have you been doing lately, Sheldon? What you been up to the last few weeks? So the last few weeks since we last talked, nothing really big happened. Um, I had uh, I had a birthday, so I had uh, enjoyed a birthday. I did a, a theme birthday party this year. I never actually done a casino night theme before or ever been to a casino night theme party. So I was like, you know what? That's a little bit different. So let's go ahead and do a casino theme night. And no, you have to actually bet your own money. They teach you how to play the games that you're not willing, you know, willing to play at Vegas or Atlantic City type thing, whatever. So yeah, it was pretty cool to kind of get a chance to learn how to play a game and not lose your money, you know, that type thing. And then recently, since I'm sitting here and I'm living in Atlanta, the World Series was pretty crazy. And hey. I'm right here in the backyard of the Braves, uh, you know, Truist Park and everything. And then the Three games they had here, I'm telling you, people were coming here at like seven o'clock in the morning to get seats to set up outside the stadium to watch on the big screen. And I was like, I'm very confused by this. And I'm like, how, why would you do this? And then I kind of tweeted that out. And then somebody put it in perspective for me. It's like, wow, isn't ironic that a Duke fan talking about people coming and camping <laughs> out to games and everything. And I'm like, you know what? That was a valid point. But the only thing about that is those guys that were camping out were actually going inside Cameron to yes. watch the game, not yes. staying outside to watch on the TV. That's the only difference. So right. I, I was confused about why, <laughs> you know, 12 hours or so kind of just, and it was raining those days too. Yeah. And they had the kids out here and they were just sitting at the seats, making sure <laughs> they had a good seat to see the big screen. I'm like, I can watch that at home for that. Yeah, exactly. That is funny. No, I wondered about that too. <laughs> But you're right. The, the camera crazies get to go inside and be part of yes. it, you know. Yes. But uh, you know, good for Atlanta, right? I mean, after what the Falcons 20, did to them a couple, years. yeah, and then and, and then what the Falcons did a couple of years ago, right? Like Twenty-eight to three, Lee. We all know about right. that. So right. good for right. the Braves. Good for Atlanta. That that's nice. And uh, right. um, yeah, so I've been uh, you know uh, covering uh, Duke had their exhibition. They had the had the craziness. They had. The secret scrimmage with Villanova. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So I couldn't cover that one because it's closed, but uh, talked to people about how that went. And, 
Um, been covering Duke football, which hasn't been going very well. They've lost, you know, uh, as we taped this, four ACC games in a row. They've been lopsided, and who knows if uh, they'll have Coach Cutcliffe back next year. He's been there 14 years. He's done a lot of great things for Duke football. Took him to a lot of places they've never been, but now they've kind of backslid a little bit. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, that'll be the subject for another day. We got, we're going to talk about some basketball first, right? We're going to. It's time for Duke basketball to start going. And um, one thing I will say, we'll mention our sponsor, Bet Online, which uh, with basketball season starting, there uh, Bet Online is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code believe 50 that's B L E A V 50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, which just finished NHL boxing UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, which Sheldon now knows all about, right? Don't don't wait to take advantage of all your amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. The Bet Online is a sponsor of the Believe in Duke podcast. We're thankful for that, and we're thankful to be talking about Duke versus Kentucky on Tuesday night. Sheldon, what what are you excited about as we go into the season here? What I'm mostly excited about is to see this this team. Um, I didn't get a chance to see the exhibition game live against Winston-Salem State. Um, I thought it's going to be on AC Network and then wind up being on a, another network type thing, whatever. So I had to watch it through another ESPN link and YouTube link highlights and things like that. But looking at this team that I was, you know, granted, it was a big lopsided victory. So it right. wasn't a lot of things you can sit there and nitpick at because it was so... The, 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 it was so lopsided, but watching this team play, I was like, one, they are very long and very athletic, you know, every single position. And it was very, it was, it was very like scary to watch how they impose their will. And granted, like I said, it was Winston Salem state, but for them to have the intensity starting out and pressing full court, and you just see bodies and long arms and eating up that open space. It was like, you know what? Wow. Like, how can you sit there and be the opposing team and thinking that you're going to have a chance? And these guys are quick too. So they recover, yeah. they recover nicely in different aspects of uh, the traps and the helping and the ceiling and things like that. So it's going to be very hard to kind of get around this team simply because point guard to Mark Williams, who's been you know, interior protector. He had, what, five blocks against that uh, Winston-Salem team mm-hmm. and just jumping at everything, making sure that they know that he's there. Even though that he may not even get the shot being blocked, he's going to alter it or they're going to look over his shoulder. Hey, he's somewhere around here. And it's, it was very comforting to see that in the big man because obviously I'm a little partial to that position. Sure. But seeing that guy come out here and just kind of just – going crazy, jumping after everything. And then on the other end, running the floor hard, setting picks and getting out there and going up for lobs and dunks. It was just, it was great to see a lot of good things that happened during that game. And, and yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about also was you know, the things we learned here in the, in the preseason, that exhibition game was the only 
the only public game they played, right? They had the secret scrimmage or closed scrimmage with Villanova, which, you know, talked to some coaches and, and uh, people around the team and players, how they played there. They felt like they, they played very well against Villanova. Um, you know, it was more situational. They played like 20 minutes, like a regular half or 20 minutes. And then they played the last, they played another 10 minute period where they just played zone. So both teams could work against zone. And I'm, I'm told Duke really killed them in the zone. Like they just, they got out and ran before Villanova could set their zone up. Right. And so they just, you know, uh, Duke's zone defense was very good. And uh, we also, you know, the captain had the craziness scrimmage was, you know, inter squad, but uh, to see the guys on the court was good there. And I think what you were talking about earlier with uh, the defense and the length of the athleticism uh, is the cohesion that goes along with that, because this group has gotten to work together in the off season, which last year's team didn't. Right. And coach K has been there every step of the way with them. Right. You know, right. corrected things as they went along. And, and uh, that's one thing I noticed was that they already seem to have better cohesion and, and uh, you know, they're going to need it playing Kentucky in the first game. Um, you're not starting off with, with a lesser team. You're starting out with a top 10 team. And that's why that Villanova scrimmage was so important because they got to measure themselves against another, you know, top 10 national championship caliber team to see where they stood. And so to me, those are the things that came out of the preseason that they're going to take into to Tuesday night that are going to help them the most. Right. I mean, that was a very good word. Uh, cohesiveness of this team. You saw that it was very unselfish players playing together as one. Like you had guys coming down, really attacking the paint and looking for their their partners, whether it be the guy, you know, Joey Baker in the third, corner three. Or it'd be like, you know, them drawing out and then throwing it back out to the top of the key and Paolo sitting right there waiting up to line up a shot or kicking to the wing. He got kills, you know, ready to just line it up right there. It was just so, it was so, it was beautiful to watch how much they share the ball being at a young age. Because, you know, a lot of times when you're young, you try to make a name for yourself and try to do a little bit too much. And a lot of these guys, I didn't see that. A lot of these guys, but letting the game come to them. And I was like, you know what? I'm really liking this team because you don't have any egos right now. It's literally, it's all about the team. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what, you know, Coach K has wanted from this season. Everybody thinks it's going to be his farewell tour. That's kind of the outside image, right? Inside out, he's saying no. Everybody's focused on getting the most out of this season right now, whether it's his last season or not. Obviously, they want to win for him. They'd want to win every year, right? So he wants to focus on that. And the no ego thing, I think you said, is a really good point because you got Ben Caro, who's going to be, you know, a top five pick. And, uh, you know, A.J. Griffin was coming off injury. He's supposed to be a one and done. But uh, and nobody seems to be, you know, thinking about themselves. They're all thinking about the team um, and, you know, the interior guys. And we'll talk about them in a second. I did want to start talking about them a little deeper. Um you know, Mark Williams and Theo John and Paulo is part of that group too. Um, Bates Jones off the bench, but really, and we've talked about this coming into this year, how Mark Williams and Theo John are going to play off each other, how they're going to share that position. And I think we really saw, uh, we saw Theo John, you know, play his first time at Cameron in front of fans, the impact he's going to have. What, what did you think about him and what, how he and Mark are going to, going to help each other, uh, you know, in the games? Well, first, I got to say how great it was to see a game in Cameron with Cameron crazies. Yeah. That's the first thing I was like, you know what? It's now a real home <laughs> basketball game. Like yeah. before it was like, Oh, it's practice or, 
you know, just like an inner squad scrimmage type thing, whatever, but having the fans around you, which makes Cameron Cameron, you know, like you just, you feel the electricity, even though we watch it on TV, you can still feel it. And that's what mm-hmm. makes our fans the best in the world because of that. Yeah. But kind of going into um, Theo John, for, for a little bit of the game, I'm like, I'm, I might be big myself, but like Arbitus Sabonis, how he was catching the ball in a low post and he's being a big facilitator, just dropping dimes and hitting yeah. the cutting uh, uh, Jalen Blake's one time. And then uh, he was, you know, just hitting just guys going to the basket. And like he was really being a post facilitator. And that's that veteran guy where not necessarily a younger big, but like, you know what, I'm going to go into my move and, you know, try to see what I can do. He caught the ball. He looked around and see what the defense was giving him. He saw that, oh, another weak side guy came out to him. I'm going to go ahead and kick it off to uh, Kills for uh, a corner three or whoever it was. He was reading the play. Very smart player, very smart and a very good passer, which I didn't know that he was a good passer. I knew he was a finisher, an interior defender, um, a big, you know, big body, but I didn't know how good of a passer he was. And having somebody like that that can pass the ball from the the, the post is going to be really good for our team, especially the way our teams are athletic. They cut to the basket, hitting a uh, flying roach or uh, Apollo coming down. It's going to be very uh, beautiful to watch because, like, this team is very young, very athletic, and they look like they're in good shape from the start of the season. Nobody's really working their way in except for uh, Griffin, AJ. who's – Yeah, except for Griffin, who's, you know, coming from a, a knee sprain. But, you know, he got to get over that mental hurdle of – trusting that knee again and knocking that rust off and, you know, kind of playing catch up, but it's early right now. He will get there. You know, all athletes has been through that situation where you have some kind of a nagging injury or knickknack or whatever it is going on that take that mental hurdle to get over it, trust yourself again, and then all of a sudden start playing freely again. Right. Yeah. I do want to talk about AJ particularly because he's going to be part of the main rotation and maybe, you know, at some point back in the starting lineup, that was kind of the plan before he got hurt. Uh, but now he's probably coming off the bench here for the early on. And, and, you know, he got hurt. Uh, he didn't play last year at, at senior year of high school and he only played 12 games as a junior. So he's got some catching up to do as far as on the court. So uh, he's healthy again, which is good. And he was out there for Winston Salem state exhibition, but I think it will take him a little while longer to get back into the full rotation of what he's going to do. I think, you know, he'll play against Kentucky. I, you know, I, I think the starting five, my understanding, like we saw against Winston-Salem State, was was Mark Williams, Paulo Bancaro, Wendell Moore, Trevor Keels, and Jeremy Roach. And then Theo John would come off the bench to, to spell Mark Williams. A.J. Griffin behind that. And then Joey Baker, Jamin Blake, that kind of stuff. So that's kind of your nine right now. Um, uh, but... Uh, you know, and then Bates Jones behind that maybe would be the 10th. But, uh, yeah, so A.J.'s got a chance to play himself, you know, into an important role. And, you know, I think that's going to happen. And, uh, uh, you know, the other guy I want to talk about for that freshman class is is Trevor Keels because I've heard some really good stories about him, about the way he attacks things. You know, we got to see him on the court. I, I've heard that he was more physical type player than maybe some of the freshmen we saw last year. Now we've seen it, right? I mean, he looks like he's, you know, he shoots with confidence. Um, he's a pretty good defender. He and Jeremy Roach have a great chemistry because they played high school ball together. Um, you know, I, I heard another story and I'll, I'll share this with you during the exhibition or the scrimmage with Villanova. 
um, you know, he was recruited by Villanova, right? He was kind of down to Duke and Villanova, but he picked Duke. And Villanova's players, when they would break a huddle, would say, you know, one, two, three, attitude, right? So at some point during the scrimmage, Villanova's players were kind of, you know, sniping at one another about, hey, you missed that play, or you didn't call out on defense, whatever. And Trevor starts clapping his hands and going, attitude, attitude. <laughs> like throwing it back in their face a little bit, right? I mean, right, as a right. freshman, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just kind of tells you something about him, right? What do you right, think? Right, right. <laughs> no, he has an edge on him. I mean, yeah. that's something that you can tell about this guy. I mean, he's not afraid of the big lights right now. Um, obviously, the game and the season just started. But you liking what you're seeing from this guy right now. So he has his, this, he's what, 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he has like yeah. this, this strong physique that's going to be over powering other guards. So he can be a problem with that. I'm not sure if he has a post game right now. Um, obviously, it's a different time of basketball because a, a lot of guys don't have post games. It's more so just, you know, paint or three. Yeah. But if he had a post game to kind of overpower these guys too, kind of really punish them, that could be something that's in, uh, you know, in his bag of tricks and everything when he's playing. But this guy who's actually, you know, a really good uh, three-point shooter, um, very aggressive, very hungry guy. He likes to drive the ball. He likes contact. Um it's going to be very interesting to see how this guy evolves as the year goes on. But as of right now, it's been very impressive that this guy came in as a freshman with an already an edge to him. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then the other guy, uh, you know, Roach was his high school teammate. He's He needs to play better than he did last year. He knows that. The coaching staff knows that. It seems like he's well on his way to doing that. He hit a couple open shots. I've seen him, you know, be able to stick that, uh, which he wasn't real consistent about last year. But um, so he got his work done. But the other guy that that we need to talk about is Wendell Moore, who is a junior now. He's a captain. Uh, he kind of changed his changed his body in the offseason. And um yeah, Coach K is really excited about him. And and he's the only guy, I mean, he has the most playing time of any Duke player right now. Um, you know, when they turn over the roster every year, that's what happens. But here he is for his third season. And the first couple of years, he's you know, been kind of hesitant at times and um, he's had the ball in his hands. You know, he made the shot against Carolina, like the tip in and remember to win over there a couple of years ago as a freshman. But other times in those situations, he's turned the ball over, not made the shot, whatever. Um, he just seems more confident now from being from talking to him, from seeing him, from being around him. And you know how that is as your career goes along now. Now he's a junior. It's really kind of time for him to step up and really, you know, even though there's a lot of talent in this team, you know, do the things they need to, to win games. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of players, they kind of go at their own speed when they become the player they get, they actually going to become later on. And this guy has been, you know, like you said, kind of ups and downs during his freshman and sophomore year. But now that he's a junior and he changes his body, you know, that right there kind of gives him a little extra incentive of, you know what, I am now comfortable who I am. I don't need to be the guy who gets to be the man on the team or I have to produce, you know, X, Y, and Z, I can be myself and which who himself is, is a very good utility player. So he can do a lot of things and kind of like, um, what's that little thing? People, a little um, Boy Scout knife, whatever. Um, oh yeah. Swiss army knife. Yeah. Swiss army knife. Yeah. 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 So he has exactly. a lot of those. Yeah. A lot of those things with him. Like he can defend, he can go ahead and uh, be playing multiple positions he can sit there and be a driver. He can hit the open shot. This guy does a lot of things good for the team. The thing is, 
him being able to be this guy that trusts in himself and be confident in himself, no matter if it's, all right, one game, I may have like four points, 12 rebounds, you know, seven assists, whatever, which is still a good game for a guy like this where the team doesn't need him to do everything all at once. He can come in and be the leader, like, hey, you know what? We need to calm down. We need to settle down. Be that vocal guy. I know he's not naturally like that, but to be able to continue, continue to learn, to be that vocal guy, but hey, we're going to need a voice on this team. I'm going to be that voice. I'm out here on the court. We're going to listen to me, and this is what we, I see. I'm the one, like you said, with the most experience right now. Lean on me. I got you. Yeah, that is a key thing. Um, even these, you know, the last few years, Duke's always been, you know, built on freshmen, right? But there always has to be a veteran player who's a key for it, for it to really work. They need somebody who's been there before that kind of knows what they're doing, right? Like, uh, you know, in 2015, it was Quinn Cook and Emil Jefferson a little bit, right? You know, so that team, the, the team, the Jason Tatum's team that won the ACC championship, um, had Grayson Allen and Emil Jefferson on that team. We talked to Emil last week. Uh, so we know uh, that that is always important is to have that veteran guy that can, that can lead the young guys and point them where they need to go on the court. Cause coach K, you know, he needs somebody on the court doing that. And I think, you know, he, Wendell is going to be very important and it could be, as we I was mentioned earlier, AJ Griffin may end up being the starter. Wendell could come off the bench. That doesn't diminish what, the importance to his team would be. And I think coach K would be the one to say that. And you, you know, that from playing for coach K. Um, and I will ask you that how, how, um, how are, how are players able to do that sometimes when they're veteran players and make it replace the starting lineup, but still have that voice that people listen to and they come off the bench are just as important as the guy that was starting. Yeah. I mean, you're coming in to do, you are already a high caliber athlete, you know, Coach Tay goes after these good quality, good character guys. So that helps in itself right there where, yes, you might be disappointed, but when you come into Duke and you believe in what Coach K says, you buy into what is going on that season. So if it needs to be the team kind of go a different direction where you go from starting to come off the bench, it's not necessarily always about what's going on with you. You could be doing everything right. It's just that the team's not doing well and you need to change some things up type thing, whatever. Or it could be another situation where you're not shooting the ball well right now. We need you to go ahead and come off the bench and let the game come to you. And it might be better for you. But, but a lot of times when you're young, you don't really understand and see that. You're just trying to go out there and produce. And you've been a starter all your life. And then all of a sudden now this happens. So, yes, it's going to be oh. Humble, humbling experience right now because like this is my first time ever come off the bench or I'm not starting no more. It can be very humble, humbling, but my thing is a lot of the good character guys, we believe in what he says and what he's trying to do for the season. And once we go into that, knowing that this is all about us and not about me, everything else kind of take care of itself. So like you say with AJ, uh, uh, AJ Griffin, honestly, it's not a bad thing we have a guy like that come off the bench for us right now. I mean, it may not stay like that later on, right? but having a quality guy like that come off the bench for us, now all of a sudden he can go ahead and get himself confident into what he's doing and become the player that he was before he hurt himself. And then all of a sudden it could be down the line where he changes into uh, 
that start and roll, and then all of a sudden, we kick it up another notch going into ACC play, play or ACC tournament, or whatever the case may be, with how it plays out for that season. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, on AJ, I, I was talking to uh, Sewell uh, after AJ came back to practice, and I said, hey, is he, you know, trying to fit in, trying to get back in the, in the groove. And he goes, fit in. No, he's, he's trying to stand out. Like he came back with, you talk about Trevor Keels that attitude. AJ Griffin had it too. Uh, he's ready to go. And, um, you know, it's going to take him some time because he hadn't played much the last couple of years. So I think it, it will, but you're right. Like even if he comes off the bench for the first two months of the year, or even in the ACC play, it, it might not be a bad thing. He'll get as many minutes as, as Wendell probably will, or, or anybody else. I mean, I think, uh, and, and as we know, coach K may start guys, but he knows as the game goes along, if this guy's hot, he's going to stay in and he may at the end of the game, when the game needs to be won, it could be AJ on the court and somebody else off. Right. So, uh, this depends upon each game, how it goes, but, but yeah, that gives you with Theo John in there, like six, seven quality, really high quality players. Uh, to go into these games as they're going to play Kentucky and they're going to play Gonzaga and they're going to play Ohio state coming up here. Um, in addition to all the other uh, non-conference games at home. So um, yeah, this, this Kentucky game, you know uh, we've been pointing to it for a while. Uh, they did, they had a losing season last year. Kentucky did right. Duke went 13, 11. These are two teams coming off terrible seasons, but especially by their standards, just terrible seasons. And um they're both going to want to prove something Tuesday night in the garden and it's going to be neat. And coach K's last game in the garden uh, as a coach a play, he played in the garden when he was in the army, you know? Uh, so it's going to be a big night for him, but I can't wait to break it down. Uh, we'll get together next week after the game and, uh, and talk about it. But um, yeah, it just, you know, I guess your thoughts mostly on uh, it's time to start the season. I know we started off this talking about that, but, um, it's going to be a late night. <laughs> it's going to be a 9 30, 10 o'clock start, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to all our, our followers have been uh, kind of uh, following us throughout the, the summer. Now we got a chance to talk about, talk about real basketball now. So not just like, Oh, wish it would have could us now. It's actually now the games and things like that. So it's going to be very fun to watch this team. Uh, like I said, I've been very anxious of watching this team play and then kind of seeing the game against Winston Salem state. Uh, kind of gave me like that extra energy, like, hey, when is it ninth? We got oh, we got another five more days. All right, five more days, you know, <laughs> ready for this to happen and everything. But like you said, it was a strange year last year, having like you no know, Kentucky and Duke, you know, teams like that, not even being in the tournament. And, you know, that's, that's just crazy. Like, you know, when's, like, when's the last time you seen something like that happen? You know, it's just crazy to see that. But now that both these teams are, you know, pretty much back up to what they you know normally are, it's going to be great to watch this this team play and play against a, a heavy hitter like Kentucky out the gate. So yeah. it's going to be it's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know you'll uh, we'll, we'll break it down here on the podcast uh, at, at, uh, next week after we come back from that game and getting ready for the rest of the non conference games. And uh, you can read my coverage. I'll be in New York uh, starting Sunday and be there for a few days and covering the game Tuesday night. Um, the first game of Coach K's final season. And uh, my coverage will be at newsobserver.com or heraldsun.com for the Durham Herald Sun readers. Uh, my Twitter is at Steve Weisman NC. And uh, um, you can follow Sheldon and, and I both on Twitter. Um, and we'll uh, look forward to having the next episode. We'll break down the Kentucky game and, and talk about what we saw and as we go into the next season. So, Sheldon, good to be with you again. 
Thank you. You too. You too. Hopefully uh, everybody enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for more. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.